Hello everyone and welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast, where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic of everyday life. I am your host Christy, founder of Bohemian Farmhouse and Midnight Kid. In this show we will discuss topics like living slowly with ritual and with reverence for the earth and our bodies, herbal wisdom and plant spirit stories. Join us as we romance the ordinary, re-enchant our own lives with plant magic and get ourselves back to the garden. Hello everyone and welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast. We are back again this week with another episode on astroherbalism. Hannah joins me and we discuss all things Libra. And seeing as it was the Libra new moon on the weekend, we thought this was the perfect time to to record our first episode on astroherbalism being specific to an astrological sign. So we talk about Libra and all things to do with herbs for Libra, Venus, and Hannah even delves a little bit into the mythology of Aphrodite. So Aphrodite is the goddess or deity that is associated with Venus. Sometimes she's also called Venus as well. And those are both associated with Libra because Venus is the ruling planet of Libra. So we get to have a nice little dive into Libra and it's actually one of my favorite astrological signs now and seasons because for us here in the Southern Hemisphere it means that we are in spring and it's just all to do with things that I love like abundant flowers and you know bringing flowers into your home. It connects us into Ostara. It's a very feminine beautiful it's all about aesthetics and pleasure and oh i just love it it has been a really really beautiful time and such a difference from moving past winter and hannah and i really enjoyed this discussion even though it we did struggle a little bit with getting our words out thanks mercury still causing havoc as per usual but we did get there in the end and i think it was a really good discussion sometimes we sort of circled back a little bit but i read this beautiful quote the other day that women do tend to talk in circles and there's this whole circular concept of the way that we communicate and i actually really love that i love that we keep kind of coming back around and it's like a spiral formation in the way that we communicate and since i brought that up here i actually do discuss a little bit about my experiences with with the herb that i chose for libra which was demiana i actually chose two demiana and rose but I didn't really get into what I wanted to say about Demiana, so at least I get the opportunity to say that here. And I wanted to talk about how Demiana is a, a herb that's been reputed to be an aphrodisiac. And in my experiences, when I witness an aphrodisiac in plant form, it's usually this sort of beautiful, like abundant, viney, lush, growth kind of plant. Demiana is the exact almost opposite of that. It's this little shrub with a woody stem and tiny little leaves and tiny little yellow flowers. And you just look at it and you don't think that it 
has anything to do with what it actually does. It's one of these really odd plants where I feel like its doctrine of signatures doesn't really match up with what it's reputed to do. So I have tried to grow Demiana before and I didn't have much luck with it, but I think I'm going to have to try again. It's actually native to uh, places like Texas and I think Mexico. So it actually grows it prefers that sort of like drier, more hot climate, which is, you know, kind of perfect for where we are at the moment, even though we do still have a lot of rain coming. So I think I'm going to have another go at growing it and see if I can get some more info from developing a relationship with it. And you can listen on and hear my experiences with Demiana and how I used to use it a bit further. We do get into it a bit more, but this will make more sense once you listen to that as well. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I think it's a good one and I can't wait for Hannah and I to record our next one, which will be on Scorpio next month once Scorpio season hits. So that'll be really exciting. I hope you're all doing well and enjoying the podcast so far. As always, if you want to learn more or you want to see behind the scenes, Go and follow us at Old Ways for the New Age on Instagram. And if you have the time or inclination, please leave us a rating or review. It is really hard actually doing a podcast because you sort of just put these episodes out and <laughs> they almost disappear. They just go out into the ether and it's really hard to actually gauge response without rate ratings and reviews. So we would really appreciate getting a few of those. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Christy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, we've already had quite a morning. We have, uh, indeed. <laughs> for all our listeners out there, we just had a little pre-chat, but yeah, Hannah, we've already experienced a lot of lovely Mercury retrograde-ness this morning, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> yeah, just testing us. But it's okay. It's all it's all that we've done our dash for the day, I think, of Mercury. Or, yeah. Oh, let's hope that's done and dusted with. I've actually um I've developed a nice little podcast ritual already. So I've got my cup of your original tonic blend and I've like super boosted it with a little bit of more of the lion's mane powder. Just to mm-hmm. sort of like help my words and my brain and then I've got my medicine mother mist and my frankincense roller (laughs) and I'm using those each time we do one just to sort of like it just it's a really nice ritual it feels really good feels nice yeah I usually have cacao with me but because of the events of this morning I do not have (laughs) cacao with me today (laughs) but it's okay because I'll have one after it's a celebration Okay, so today we get to talk about Libra. I'm so excited. I actually didn't even realize how much I would vibe with Libra until I looked into it deeper. Mm-hmm. De- Libra is not, it's probably my weakest planet in terms of understanding of astrology. So it was really good to, um, yeah, dive a little deeper with it and learn more. I would say probably Libra and Virgo are my two that I know the least about, I would say. Mm. Mm. and they're back to back aren't they mm. mm-hmm. it's like this black hole of the year as winter's coming to an end <laughs> yeah I actually have um okay so in my chart I've got Mars Pluto and Saturn all in Libra wow 
Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Because, yeah. I didn't even really even think about that, but I think having Saturn is a big one. Yeah. Saturn in Libra. That's pretty cool. Is that like work-life balance? Probably. Yep. I would say so. Yeah. And also like that trying to bring all that beauty into everything that I do all the way mm. home, work, all the way through. <laughs> and um, you're very good at it. So. <laughs> and where was Libra in your chart? I'm, well, I'm a Libra moon. The moon, um, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, so the moon is all about well, emotions? It's emotions. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And then also like our connection to the feminine. So it's quite interesting because, I mean, I guess having a Libra moon would, would like lend itself to, I guess, encouraging me to express my femininity a little bit more um, mm. as a way to connect with myself. So, and I do love beautiful things and I do love, you know, my wardrobe's quite, uh, has a lot of uh, Venusian colours mm. and like the kind of pinks, um and reds and a little bit of green so that's quite lovely um and it's our connection with our like mother figure as well in particular mm. um, which is also very, quite interesting it's it's an air sign as well so I feel like that balances you really well with your your Capricorn sun being mm. like a more sort of masculine energy that's very earthy I like yeah. that yeah yeah, balance again. Yeah. Balance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good pairing. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's have a little chat about the basics of Libra. So, Libra has the element of air. Its mode is cardinal, and it is ruled by Venus. Hmm. Venus Aphrodite. Yeah, Venus or Aphrodite, either one. Is Venus the Roman term and Aphrodite is the Greek term. Is that correct? Yes, I believe yeah. that is the correct way around. Yes. Mm. <laughs> but they're essentially the same, I guess you would call it like a divine energy. They're the same sort of. Same deity. Yeah, yeah exactly. same, same mm-hmm. deity, but just different cultures, I suppose. Let's talk about Venus then and Aphrodite. Do you want to have a chat about that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Yeah, it's, I was just saying to you before we started recording that I, when I say randomly, it's actually very much not random because obviously it was perfect timing. Um, but Liz decided to listen to a podcast on Aphrodite yesterday, <laughs> not even really understand. Like I, I knew it was connected, but I, I, I hadn't consciously considered that yet in preparation for today that Aphrodite is linked to like the planet Venus and to Libra as a sign. And so, yeah, I just thought, oh, it would be great to learn some more about Aphrodite. So I got to learn quite a bit about her origin story and also read some more about it this morning. Mm. And so. Yes, tell us about the origin story because that is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we kind of talked about, it's really hard to get it started because there's no nice way to say it, but Basically, uh, her father, Uranus, was uh, castrated by his son and his uh, reproductive organs were thrown into the ocean and Aphrodite came from those organs and she was born of the sea and she's one of the few goddesses that are actually, or deities that are, um, they have no mother. 
they're not they have no feminine mother which is quite interesting because she Mm. is such a symbol of femininity and maybe that's why so yeah she has no mother and she grew up in the ocean and had that emotional um, upbringing and, and an affinity for emotion and flow and yeah like the water and she at some point made a decision she had to make a decision whether she wanted to live up in the air or down in the in the water and she chose the air so then there's lots of portraits depicting her rising up out of the ocean to go and live in the sky and in the air and that is kind of where this balance story comes in with Libra and I love that it shows you how Libra's think so air is uh, sorry affiliated with like mental capacity and like you Mm, know mm -hmm. thinking and the mind yes and ocean is obviously like our emotions so air is the consciousness and the ocean is the unconscious and so Librans are constantly yeah doing this dance uh between thinking logically and using their emotions which I think is beautiful and they make decisions based on based on both yes I love that and that yeah brings in that really strong element because the symbol of Libra is the scales and it's all about that balance and I think when they can Mm -hmm. get into their non-authentic self they can get out of balance by focusing too much on one or the other the uh, the emotional or the 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 thought yes definitely you did some research as well on on Aphrodite yes I did learn more about that sort of that grace and that dance rather than, I mean, we've had this conversation before when we talk about balance because we talk a lot about moderation, everything in moderation. But a lot of people, when they hear balance, they think straight away of this sort of perfectionism that they need to achieve. And Mm. we see more balance more as being that very Aphrodite graceful dance of and it's not even it's not a juggle it's just this beautiful movement between the two states and Mm -hmm. yeah keeping things in balance that way and realizing that there are seasons and different times to life so Mm -hmm. sometimes things are going to be a bit messy and it's just working through that with grace rather than you know fighting it or or trying to imbibe with certain things and (laughs) and go one way like fully into a more addictive sort of thing or or even going the other way and denying yourself it's it's just moving through all those times with grace and beauty like a dance Mm -hmm. yeah I like that you actually use the word addiction because it you know Venus she doesn't look at that not to my understanding anyway it is very much she very much appreciates or Aphrodite appreciates the both the air and the water. So she st- even though she chose the air, she mm. appreciates both. So mm-hmm. it's not like she's living in an extreme in any way. Exactly. She the whole purpose of her life is to create this balance and you know enjoy the balance too. And when I talk with clients about balance, I it's it's hard because a lot of people don't understand what that actually looks like. But it isn't perfectionism at all. It's not one or the other. It's to have both mm. and be okay with having both. So you can have a bad day and then have a good day. You can eat something that, you know, maybe wasn't healthy for your body in the morning and then choose a healthy lunch and it doesn't have to be the whole day of bad eating. 
we're not about extremes. True balance is just, you know, being okay with like the flow of life. And the seasons Mm. are a beautiful way to look at that because, Mm. you know, the seasons just are, they just move, they change, they morph and everything's okay. You know, we're not, not everything goes to pot when (laughs) spring comes in (laughs) just because it changed season. Exactly. Yeah, it's Mm. finding that rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, nature's always such a good example. Anything you need an answer to, look to nature. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. And also realising that sometimes, you know, life just gets in the way and we're all just doing the best we can and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just acceptance Mm -hmm. Um, because when we're trying to fight things all the time, that's, that's where we run into trouble. Exactly. Acceptance is just, it goes such a long way. Not acceptance in giving up, but just acceptance in understanding that it's all part of being alive and having a human experience. Yeah, and that it spirals and it will all return and come back again and then up and down and, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just that beautiful rhythm. I love it. One of the other things that I really love about working with that sort of Venusian energy is self-care and I feel Mm -hmm. like I I dislike the fact that self-care is such a buzz term these days and it's just bandied about and it's overused and I wish I could find a better word than self-care but at least everyone understands what self-care means and Mm -hmm. but to me self-care is less about a pampering kind of oh I'm just going to go and have a nice little bath and you know pamper myself Mm -hmm. a bit it's more about really sort of preservation so that you're doing things as you go to prevent you from either burning out or getting really stressed and anxious or getting to Mm. those states where you then have to repair. It's just sort of preserving things so that you don't get to that point. And it's also about self-love. It's about, you know, taking care of yourself and showing yourself that you actually do care, that you do love yourself. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. a really important part of working with that sort of Libra and Venusian energy as well. Mm. And it's tough because I think um, self-love has become a privileged thing. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people, especially who are parents, who, you know, self-love is just a luxury. Um, and that's not necessarily an acute them thing. It's really a societal thing mm-hmm. uh, where we've kind of lost that and part of that probably comes back to not living, not living in community anymore, mm. um, where we had like you know those people to support us, so that we had the moments to do the things that we needed to do to take care of ourselves. Because self care is really just literally caring for ourselves, like like keeping ourselves alive, and in in a in a really vibrant way, not like okay, I'm just surviving, but exactly. actually like I've. I think I always say prevention is best medicine, which is like one of the naturopathic like tenets, I suppose. And, you know, it really is like prevention is the best medicine. We should aim to never get to the point where we have to pick ourselves back up and, you know, <laughs> build ourselves back up and put the pieces back together. Mm. Uh, that's not actually self-care when we do, you know, when we try to repair. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. it's Yeah, it's not self-care is the prevention part which I like that you brought up and it's a like a self-devotional practice as well because I've read Mm -hmm. that Librans tend to put themselves 
last because they're so mm-hmm. focused on on harmony and and keeping everybody happy and making everything fair and they tend so because of that they tend to put themselves down the bottom or forget about themselves so it's really good to sort of have that self-devotional practice where you for once put in yourself first mm-hmm. I completely agree which is hard. And I've got a, <laughs> yeah like I've got a Libran father so mm. yeah seeing like that that putting people other people first thing is definitely accurate in in some aspects of his life so yeah and it's, it's been interesting looking at it through that lens as well also being obviously like someone who identifies with the masculine having being a Libran so that's quite interesting too it's cool to like learn more about how that presents for people so let's talk about the herbs that fall under Libra the juicy part yes my favorite although I do love the mythology behind it but I do love my herbs this is quite a few beautiful herbs and some of our absolute favorites are ruled by Venus so that's pretty cool so some of the ones that came up for me are catnip and mints so pretty much I think it would be most things in the mint family also penny royal which is actually one that I've See, I haven't used Pennyroyal much, but it I tried to, be- to grow it a few years back. It was actually quite difficult to grow because I think it likes a lot of water. I should have tried to grow it with these Laninas going on. It would have loved all the water. And that makes sense too with Aphrodite and her connection it with does. water. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of true for all of these. I don't know what the mint the mint family is pretty prolific anyway, but Pennyroyal is part of the mint family as well. So, Mm. yeah, that's fascinating. And then we're looking at also Violet. Yes, Violet. Yes, I had that one down too. And Tansy, which is a favourite. I love the smell of Tansy, specifically Blue Tansy. And then Rose, Damiana and Uva Ursi. Um, I had Rose. Depending. Yeah, I had Rose and Damiana and what else did I have? Um, bergamot beautiful well I think the common thread amongst the herbs and like a theme that will come up with like Venus herbs and Libran herbs is that you're basically looking at bitters uh, and astringents and the reason for that is that uh, Libra is uh, Libra and Venus correspond with the kidneys and the lower back and so we're looking at herbs that support those those areas basically and particularly with like the venus aphrodite aspect we're looking at ideally ones that support kidneys and lower back and the female reproductive system so have an affinity for both um so that's mugwort i don't even think i mentioned mugwort but i saving the best till last i think (laughs) mugwort (laughs) and yarrow mugwort Mm, and yarrow mugwort and yarrow Um, Mm, mugwort has quite yeah has quite a strong affinity as we know for the female reproductive system so uh yeah i think bitters in action support the liver they by supporting the liver also help to uh produce beautiful skin uh, Mm. which ties in with the beauty aspect of aphrodite we're looking at 
anything to do with detoxifying and really just supporting the body's ability to detoxify. So, you know, eliminate waste. It, it herbs that support lymphatic flow as well um, would be helpful in this time. And this is where it comes in where we're looking at herbs that are connected with the planet and the sign, but also we're looking at particular actions. So some of the herbs on our list, we might use ones other than that list of herbs because of the actions that they offer. So this is where it gets like it's it's quite an involved, nuanced practice, but really fun. <laughs> so is this the difference between guardian herbs and remedy herbs, which we kind of touched on last podcast episode? Mm, it could be. I mean, again, I guardian herbs is a new term for me. But, yeah, looking at that difference between um, something that is more of a constitutional remedy. Mm. So, yes, guardian herbs guardian herbs are something a little bit new to me. It's a term that I'm still learning about because you came across it the other day. Um, but guardian versus remedy herbs, from what we were talking about, could mean the difference between uh, like a constitutional uh, preventative herb versus a herb that can remedy uh i guess a symptom that comes up as a result of the astrological phase that we're in mm, interesting yes kind of what we're talking about so yeah it could be yeah me talking about the herbs that are have an affinity for libra and venus and aphrodite as the guardian herbs and then more of so say we wanted to use cleavers as a um which is bitter but cleavers as a remedy herb to support if we're having issues with our kidneys for example or sorry lymphatic system yes um, and wanting to enhance the lymphatic flow during this time then that's what we would call like okay, a remedy herb still kind of a new area for me <laughs> interesting yeah and I think the guardian herbs are just those herbs that have that real affinity with the ruling planet as well so they they mirror the the aspects of it so mm. you have rose as a guardian herb and that's rose is very much to do with the heart and beauty and that's a very venusian mm. quality if anybody has extra information on guardian herbs feel free to message us yes <laughs> we would love more information on guardian herbs that would be really cool and the concept more so the concept mm. of guardian yes. herbs yes so, yeah, the other action we're looking at for this time is astringents, uh, which are tonifying, uh, tightening. And this also, like, even when we circle back to beauty, a lot of people will use witch hazel on their skin as a toner, True. which is tonifying and an astringent. So uh, both the bitters and astringents are helping to relieve the accumulation of heat, which can come up and... Uh, also from what I was reading specifically with the overconsumption of sugars um, and looking at the pancreas even. So, yeah, I think it's quite an interesting time. I love that you said overconsumption of sugars then because I think that's actually a Libran trait that I read is that they can have quite a sweet tooth. Well, my dad definitely has <laughs> quite the sweet tooth. So, there so it makes sense. I mean that could be something to do with like the like coming into almost like a not self theme of overindulgence mm, mm -hmm. thinking like even though it feels like self-care in the moment it actually isn't self-care 
Um, so learning how to truly self-care and not use something like a sugar uh, as a, as a, like a comfort thing. Mm, or but, like a pleasure-seeking kind of. Mm, pleasure-seeking is probably more accurate. Um, so finding the things that truly make them happy. One of the herbs that came up that was really interesting to me because it's a product, like it's one of the herbs that I love that you use quite a lot of um, was the tansy. Yes. And we also briefly discussed it before we started recording, but talking about how with astrology and tying the astrology with the seasons, most literature shares this time as being the beginning of autumn. But because we're in the Southern Hemisphere, Libra time for us is actually moving into the spring. So it makes perfect sense for us. <laughs> it does because, you know, Venus Aphrodite, the beauty, um, the the life, the bringing back of life, it makes sense for uh, even looking at fertility. Um, yeah. It makes sense that it would be at the beginning of spring. Uh, so we're lucky that it is for us. Which um, is actually unusual because usually it feels like things are out of whack. Being in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, you have, you're celebrating Easter and uh, like mm. Samhain at the same time kind of thing and it feels a bit odd and then you get to, to spring and we have Halloween and it's like <laughs> it just feels like we're, we're doing two things at once because we're trying to stick to the, the calendar and then... Mm also stick to the seasonal calendar which is different it's always out of whack for us so this is actually really nice to have something that feels really in tune Mm. and I know I talk a lot about the wheel of the year but this is why because I think it's it makes sense for us to follow the seasons that we have instead of just mirroring you know the northern hemisphere because it doesn't help us feel well in most cases truly aligned to be trying to celebrate the seasons on the opposite side of the world. <laughs> exactly. Even though our calendar so, says that's when it happens. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. So I've been really enjoying, uh, like we just had Ostara yes. at the end of last week, which was kind of like a three-day celebration for us because the actual, like the traditional date was, I think, um the Wednesday and then the astrological date for this year was the Friday so we kind of just did three days of celebration which was really coming back (laughs) it was beautiful yeah and it It was was really nice I feel like this year in particular after a very cold and wet winter everyone's so embracing spring and the warmth Mm. and all the the lush new life and growth Mm-hmm. which seems Absolutely. to be particularly abundant this year because of the cold wet winter so yes everything yeah. is so beautiful up here on the mountain at the moment at least we have um, that joy to come to which is beautiful yes and I back to the tansy thing tansy you know is a flower and also libra time actually like in its core is a fruitful time so it's meaning that it's a great time to be planting stuff and we are actually like at I think it was 7 45 this morning we reached our peak of the Libra new moon uh which is new beginnings and so now particularly for people listening is a good time to plant flowers but also flowers are already blooming so tansy is one of them and I love it because you actually use a tansy 
you do use tansy oil in a few products and I love the smell of the blue tansy, but um, I have a little quote that's in my beautiful um, illustrated earth garden herbal from 1527. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. A book that was written in 1527. And look, I think the name is Jerome Brunswick, but it's spelt quite differently to how we would spell it now. And it says that, I've heard that if maids will take wild tansy and lay it to soak in buttermilk for the space of nine days and wash their faces therewith, it will make them look very fair. So definitely it's a a beauty herb, you know. It's a beauty flower, a beauty plant. And a lot of these are. (laughs) I thought you would like that. I'm just over here just like putting my hands around my heart and I'm just going, ooh, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's a cleansing herb as well. Um, although in this book it is kind of saying that it's a warm herb, but it is a cleansing herb. And any any of these kinds of plants, I think, that bloom in the spring are gonna have that nature of of helping to move stagnant energy and mm. things like that. So uh, yes, definitely. And, yes, we have blue tansy essential oil in our blue moon balm and our Rhiannon face oil as well. Mm -hmm. It smells so good. And another one, there is like a little quote here as well that I think that you'll love. And this one is, this is from Pliny, so uh, 77 AD. Wow, even older. (laughs) Yeah, translated in 1601. And, He's talking about Pennyroyal and he's talking about basically how if you make specifically in vinegar an infusion of mint mint and Pennyroyal in vinegar, it can really help with beauty and with the with giddiness and swimming of the head and it's better for the, these causes than um, roses. So I was thinking what would be really cool is to make like a mint and penny royal like hair rinse vinegar. thought that oh, would be so cool. That would be beautiful. Mm. Very nice. So that was and really cool. I also love the word giddiness. I love Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such an older term. So fun. Giddy. I mean, oh, let's bring some of these words back. I love it. He Giddy. also talks about penny royal helping with excessive heat. So mm-hmm. I think that that's really cool because as we've just talked about, herbs that are going to help with the heat accumulation is is great. So for the summer of, of season. So and we really do beautiful. use we do use the blue moon balm as a very calming, cooling for like that sort of inflammatory. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that makes perfect sense too. Yeah. So these are some of the herbs. And and you know, again, it's great to grow them if you can to have an experience with them. But I would like to hear about you and your experience with Damiana. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've used Damiana quite a bit. But Damiana, I used to actually smoke Damiana. Um, so I would, you know, just if I was getting ready to go out, I would sit at my 1940s Duchess and I would smoke my Damiana. This is when I was like 19, 20. And, um, you know, do my makeup and I would use a oil as a perfume, which we still have in the shop today. It's called Star of Dawn, which is actually a term 
relating to the morning star, which is Venus, and it uses a lot of the Venusian um, herbs and scents in it. So like rose, ylang-ylang, bergamot, and ylang-ylang is also a, it's sort of a little bit of an aphrodisiac as well. So it's bringing in that more sort of like sensual energy too. And oh. alongside the the Damiana, which is also a mild aphrodisiac as well. But mm-hmm. I feel I used to do it, it, it sounds like it's a, a glamour spell basically, but I used to do it as a sort of, um, it was just a really nice ritual to focus my energy on appreciating my own beauty, outer and inner, not just the outer. And mm. yeah, oh, it was just such a really nice experience, actually. I really enjoyed it. And taking that oil and that scent that I created and turning it into a perfume for the shop. And it's a really popular perfume, too. People who smell that one fall in love with it. It is. And adore it. Yeah. Yeah. It is a beautiful perfume. And it does, yeah, it does have that sort of. Um, when I say aphrodisiac too, I feel like people immediately, their minds immediately go to sex. And I feel like yeah. <laughs> it's way more than that. It's way more than that. I actually use aphrodisiacs as more of a more of a way to embrace this sort of sensual way of living. So it's more mm. bringing your uh, an awareness to your senses. So you know, your tactile experiences. So focusing on touch and really enjoying like touching a rose petal or a piece of silk and, and really just embracing the scent of things and, you know, like just really getting into it rather than just sort of, oh yeah, that smells good. Oh yeah, that feels good. You know, just, just Mm -hmm. really dropping into your body and your senses and, and getting into it rather than, a more sexual thing it's more of a sensual thing for me yes and I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between sensuality and sexuality they're not Mm. the same thing they can exist together but they're not they're not you know you don't you know sensuality does not have to be related to sex necessarily it can be a self yeah like a self um I say self-pleasure, but I also don't necessarily mean that in a, in a sexy way. <laughs> you like get what I mean. It's, sort of it's thing. making life a pleasurable experience. Exactly. Because pleasure yeah. is key it to is. living a really fulfilled life. And that's a very Libran mm. thing as well. And you can mm-hmm. do that with everything. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, getting ready or a self-care practice. It could be. I, I enjoy being very sensual in the garden. I love rubbing my fingers mm. over the leaves and, and sitting with the plants, and I find that a very sensory experience, very sensual experience. Mm, that's lovely. I, I, I herbs are really um, fantastic for that, being able to excite the senses because exactly. they have a texture and they have a scent and they have a taste if they're ones that you can eat. We don't want to be just, like, eating everything, but, you know. You can experience eating herbs. It's lovely. So rose is obviously a favourite of ours as well. Yes. Um, the uber ursi that I mentioned is particular. I just wanted to say is partic- it's a bit different to the rest of them and it is um, a kidney urinary tract herb. So that's just good to know. That- and I actually make a tea 
that is a kidney specific tea as well, which is called the hibiscus ease. So that would be really beautiful for Libra season as well. If you struggle with kidney stuff or UTIs, things like that, playing up at the moment, that would be really nice. I actually had a glass of the hibiscus ease tea last night, which is really funny. Uh, I made it because I thought Abby might've been starting to get a UTI and I popped it in the fridge and ugh, it makes the nicest tasting iced tea it's so yummy I actually haven't tried that one iced yet I need to do that (laughs) it's delicious it was really beautiful and it's I think it's one of my prettiest blends I think it's it's so so pretty it's so pretty I was like pouring it into the French press and I'm watching all the petals and the leaves fall and I'm like gosh this is pretty it's just so pretty I think I unintentionally created a Venusian blend. (laughs) I think so. I think you did, yeah. But I think we should circle back around now and talk about how to incorporate these herbs into your self-care rituals, which is your specialty. (laughs) Yes, circling back to self-care and working with these herbs in that way, rose, definitely a favourite. I would... I would actually pick rose as being the herb to use for this season. And, mm-hmm. yeah, throwing the petals in the bath, please don't buy roses from Woolies or florists that have pesticides pesticides and insecticides mm-hmm. on them and then put them in the bath because you'll just be swimming in it. I've said that before, but I'll say it again just in case. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just really getting into a rose. If you grow rose and... One of my favourite things to do is just to bury my nose into a rose in full bloom and rub it all over my face. (laughs) That's a very (laughs) central thing to do. and It's definitely pleasurable. Yeah, and using rose as a flower essence, which is actually a really beautiful way to bring that sort of air and water element together. Flower essences, Mm. I think, are a really good way to to use that Venusian energy as well. Yeah, definitely. In the Grauhaven essences, we have, I think it's, is it four roses? We've I got think so. the, yeah, we've got the white rose, the red rose, we've got the Albertine rose, and then the Epiphany rose and the pink rose bud, which I believe is the bud of the Epiphany rose, but before it's fully bloomed so I love adding roses into people's essences and white roses in the crisis essence that uh, I make and that we stock on the shelves at the store yeah really beautiful time to work with flower essences and also I would use rose as a like you were saying as a toner so the rose water mist that we have the wild rose hydrating mist Mm. that's really beautiful I mean you can go and make your own rose water as well and keep that in the fridge and use that as a mist too Uh, you could buy rose water from the store and pop that in a spray bottle as well and use that Mm -hmm. Um, and I love the it's worth talking about for people who I mean, haven't maybe listened to the Rose episode or read what we've talked about, you know, with roses before, but they are one of, if not the most high frequency, high vibrational flowers. So misting yourself with rose water or having an experience with rose can completely just turn your day around. Actually, yes, that's 
something that we hear from people who come in and buy the wild rose hydrating mist again and again. They say, I missed this on and it just changes everything immediately. And it does. Mm. Rose is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it is so underestimated in my opinion. Mm. And from a, like an Aphrodite Venus perspective as well, even the feel of a rose petal, like that velvety, silky feel is just so beautiful. Yes, and it brings in that tactile element as well so you can appreciate the, mm. the different senses with it. But that's all from me really with um, talking about self-care and rose, I guess. Those are the ways that I would use it, definitely as a mist for the face, in the bath. I mean, there's nothing better than having a bath and having rose petals just sort of swimming around you and mm-hmm. using it in a flower essence. I think that like a bath of rose, mugwort and yarrow would be so incredible. Oh, wow. It would be amazing. Then, then you can apply some beautiful blue moon balm afterwards. So good. And yarrow season's coming up. Like they're all about to bloom soon, I'm sure. Yes, um, I have one. And yarrow sport. is one of our favourites as well. It is. Yeah, I love yarrow too. And we probably could have spoken a lot about yarrow in relation to uh, Venus and Libra as well, but. There's only so it's probably much a time. episode on its own. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I loved learning a bit more about Libra. Um, it's definitely a sign that I understand better now. And Same. I love that I can now connect all of these herbs throughout the season. And I think working with Aphrodite as well is something that I'm going to make a priority while we're still in Libra season. Yes, definitely. And actually, oh, I was going to say, I used the uh, Oracle cards again, the ones that we spoke about last time, and just did a little mm-hmm. quick pull one card to see what would come up for the podcast. And I actually drew Horsetail. And Horsetail is, oh. we haven't mentioned it yet, but Horsetail is one of the herbs for Venus as well, for Libra. And the it it kind of has that working with the skin like you were saying and the beauty uh it's really good for hair skin and nails but it also um relates to community and ancestry and I think that's one of the things that we didn't touch on that sort of that love element with family friends and community as well we briefly touched Mm. on it but yeah I feel like that relates to that as well which is really cool I think a lot of people like around we're talk like focusing quite a lot on Libra and relationships. So Libra and your relationships with yourself and with other people. But what I love about bringing up horsetail is that it also helps kidneys. So oh, yeah. I think that that's really fascinating. Beautiful. <laughs> it all just comes back around. It's beautiful. So interconnected. It is. Everything's so interconnected. And I love that about what we're talking about. That's what really gets me excited. Again, that's the magic of astroherbalism is that Mm. it makes so much sense. (laughs) It does. It makes so much sense. The more you dive into it, the more sense it makes. Well, it was great to, yeah, touch on all of this today. It's really fun. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. Till next time. Thank you. Yes, hopefully we survive the rest of this Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah, next time maybe we will have our thoughts collected a little bit easier. <laughs> I mean, we're going to edit out <laughs> all the stuff that 
didn't make any sense, but for those of you listening, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's got edited out because words were not coming and words were failing us. Things were we were having mind blanks. Uh, <laughs> but we rolled with it and we got there in the end. We did. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I know your time is sacred and special and I really appreciate you spending yours with me. Thank you and until next time, bye.